Good morning, folks. This is Tyler Fleming. You're listening to the Dead Man's Coffee Club. That's Anthony Fisher. What's up, guys? Sorry, not sorry. For the last 30 minutes, we've just been chopping it up without you guys listening, because guess what? And we love you all, four of you, for listening. But in large part... This is this is a kind of a selfish thing for us to develop as humans, and um, we're gonna try and chop it up just for you, with you today. But um, it's also important to maybe not record all those conversations every time. Yeah, uh, I mean this this whole process when we uh, decided to do the dead man. Um, do the dead man. Do the Dead Man, the new dance craze. Uh, when, when we decided to do this thing, uh, we knew that more than the binders and the notoriety that uh, <laughs> that we were doing this um, to be engaged and accountable and um, just grow uh, and uh, become better people. Yeah. And this whole thing since since day one has been an invitation uh, into that conversation uh, for anyone listening. So and to ourselves, have, right? Yeah, yeah. Like if you listen, then great. Thank you for it. Um, but if not, uh, this this whole process has been uh, very beneficial for the two of us, and um, we'll continue that way. Uh, so. Yeah, you're invited uh, into this, uh, into our worlds, into our talks, uh, but we will have them nonetheless. Yep. So, how's it going, man? I'm good. I'm better, you know? Now that, uh, I don't know. Better, I guess. Um, I'm trying to look at something. Because I think something you just said reminded me of something. Um, like it's easy to like get attached to a, a phrase or a saying yeah and then not like remember why you made that phrase or saying to begin with right and so like the phrase for me become a better human um is a good one and like there's a reason why I had the thought initially right but this past week I like more intentionally return to it like what the hell does it mean to become a better person what right. does it mean to be a good man what does it like how how does that what does that look like what does that process look like and i think this podcast for us is like a commitment to the process yeah right i think it, it embodies it embodies that process like that was kind of the point when we um even came up with the name of it and right y'all can go back to the episode on death uh, like that was that was kind of the driving point of this whole thing. Precisely was the process of becoming exactly, exactly. And but one of the things I thought about this week is or wrote about this week was like, okay, what the hell does it mean to become a better human? Right. Right. And what are the actual processes that look that um, can help support that? Right. And one of them. We were talking about it a minute ago, and it's crazy because maybe we both didn't sleep enough last night or whatever, but it's sleep, right? Uh, yeah. And it's, um, 
like Anthony worked late. I was up a little bit late, and my kid had a fever last night, so we were up a bit in the night. Um, but sleep, man. What's what? What? what why is sleep important? <sighs> okay, so for for those of you who don't know, um, I work a full full time job. Uh, and I have a wife and I have a daughter. So on a, in a typical week, I'll kind of range anywhere from about 50 to 60 hours. And um, yesterday, I worked 15. Um, I was there from 6.30 because I count the time that I had to wait for my boss to get there because I rode, my, rode in on my bike. Um, and I left at 9, uh, 9.30, um, so I had a pretty full day. And then the day before, I, I think I got off at like 8. Um, and so for me, like I, I have to acknowledge, and I know that, you know, we've done, again, we've done episodes on, uh, you know, our, our morning uh practices and things like that and this doesn't uh, you know take any value away from those things but what it does is place value um, on other things uh, to be specific my wife and my daughter right I have to be present when I'm home so if I get to bed late because I got off of work late, uh, for me, I've, I've kind of come to a place where less of my identity is in waking up super early uh, and more in my ability to be engaged and involved on a day-to-day -day basis with my wife and daughter. Yeah. So adjusting my priorities, and, you know, really, truly making sure that they're at the top of that list and adjusting my day to fit them. So everything has become a little bit more fluid for the sake of sleep because I, I have noticed that, you know, on the days that I don't get that extra hour, hour and a half, I'm useless. Yeah. You know, I'll, I'll get through my work day um, because I have to. Right. But when I get home, like, am I, like, am I a zombie or, or am I, like, present with my daughter? Or am I just trying to, like, put her in front of a TV or am I inviting her into the kitchen to cook dinner with me when she goes to bed? You know, how long am I up with my wife? Having conversations. That time whatever, yeah. Having conversations, sitting, and you don't, I don't know if you know this about me, but... I'm a huge RuPaul's Drag Race fan. A what? <laughs> RuPaul's Drag Race? What is that? It's, it is a competition for drag queens. Oh, okay. <laughs> um, so that's just kind of one of me and my wife's things. Like, <laughs> Friday nights, we watch Drag Race. And so, like... So whether we're doing that or whether we're talking, uh, is that on TV or YouTube? Yeah, dude, it's uh, it's on VH1. Okay, I don't uh, know if I'm cool enough to to watch VH1. 
<laughs> that's the only like worthwhile program on VH1. Um, and I would dare to say that it's not completely worthwhile. It's just a, a guilty pleasure. Um, but yeah, like no matter what we're we're doing, like I, I want to be present, and not falling asleep on the couch. <laughs> Because I, I, I am infamous for that. Oh, you know, uh, as am I. The six years, yeah, over the six years that we've been married, um, I've I've always worked multiple jobs. I've always worked way more than I needed to, uh, just out of necessity. Yeah. And it's resulted in uh, this inability to to stay up super late um, with my wife. So I'm trying I'm trying to change that and so some of my practices and some of my habits are kind of changing to reflect you know the need to be present and all of that kind of is rooted in how much sleep did I get the night before uh, how much how much rest am I getting regularly um, or am I prioritizing an early morning so much so that I have completely compromised the rest of my my day and my time with my girls for sure no so um to backtrack a little bit so um sleep is important folks and if you're like anthony and i and well i'll I'll speak for myself if you're like me and an idiot (laughs) and think that i'm an idiot too four or five hours is good enough right um eventually it's not gonna be good enough Right. You might be able to force yourself through it for a while. And for me, waking up early is never the issue. But the getting to sleep on time because I want to try and stay up with my family and try and be present. But guess what, folks? Your body, <laughs> not just your body, but pretty much any living animal on the planet has its day, right? And it has oh, its shit. night. Yeah, it's crazy, right? And when when you're asleep, check this out, people. When you're asleep, your body is healing. So whatever crazy shit you did that day, whether you uh, played at the park for hours, and because you, that's what you. That's like max effort. That that you need some body. You, your body needs some time to restore, right? cool whether that like you have a physical job whether you have a mentally strenuous job or day right maybe it's a really tough day and you get in uh you yell at your boss or something like that um you tell your boss no and then you're like freaking out about it um your body uses the night time when you're asleep to restore itself and having nyquil sorry folks i'm a health teacher so i'm gonna do a little mini lesson here NyQuil is not asleep. You're unconscious. Drinking yourself until you black out from alcohol is not sleep. You're unconscious, but you're not asleep. And when if you're not asleep, then your brain and your body cannot actually heal and cannot do the things that it needs to do. And guess what? I know all this shit, and I'm still an idiot and only sleep like five hours and 45 minutes. I know because my phone tells me right like how long it's been sitting still and um it's important people right it's so important to sleep and it's something that 
in especially our society, right? Uh, Western, whatever society, we have this thing that like you have to prove how tough you are by how much you work and blah, blah, blah. And it's easy to get caught up in this <clears throat> this mentality like I get up early. That's what I do. I'm yeah, tough. I was, I was just going to get up. Please interject because guess what, folks? We're too kind and respectful of each other, and so we don't do that enough. <laughs> um, thank you for the feedback, kind of by the way. Been, oh yeah, seriously, thank you. Uh, yeah, that's that's something I've been I've been really wrestling with over the last couple of weeks is the fact that I found so much of my identity lately in my early mornings, right? Um, you know, waking up at, at four o'clock and having, uh, you know, two and a half hours to just kind of like start my day, you know, the whole up before the enemy, just knocking it out, um, kind of making my plans for the day, uh, doing the things that I love so that um, I had time just to, to be present with my wife and daughter uh, versus having to, you know, fit those things in, in their waking hours. like. Part of me took a, a uh, huge point of pride yeah. in in waking up super early, and it became a huge part of of my identity. And now I'm having to just kind of go back to the drawing board. And um, you know, I still wake up early, and I, I wake up you know with enough time to get some stuff done. But. Um, I've had to come to a place where it's not necessarily a part of who I am as much as what I do. Yeah. Um, when I am able to. Um, so, yeah. Yeah, no, it's uh, stupid important. And it's... Um, what I end up doing to try and counteract it, right? Counteract the lack of sleep is I'll get home and I'll have more coffee of some variety or I was telling Anthony before we started, right? Especially if we go to my mother-in-law's house, she has jars of candy that I just, you know, go to town on, especially like chocolate, you know, it's my... I've turned into my mom uh, in my 30s because she has this thing where she she doesn't put anything in her coffee you know she's a godly woman who doesn't (laughs) Um, but she will like have something super sweet with her coffee just like kind of that juxtaposition of like kind of like bold and bitter and sweet Uh, and I've kind of taking that on in my 30s like what you got with your coffee this morning at some point oh no not not yet uh namely because i don't have any sweets in the house right now that's the second coffee of the day yeah uh probably even coffee um because i do the same thing like i'll get home and my wife uh, god bless her um she i'll I'll get home at you know 5 5 30 and I'll like go straight to the coffee pot and see if there's anything left in there from the morning. And she's like, "Are you seriously about to drink coffee? It's five, five thirty, six o'clock." 
But yeah, yeah, I'm definitely going to drink the rest of this. And guess what? I'm probably still going to brew another cup. Um, deal with it. Uh, but yeah, like I've I've, I've definitely used uh, coffee and and sweets to kind of compensate for my lack of energy uh, throughout the day. Another thing, um, and just you know, with my wife in mind, like. Man, I'm I'm stubborn. Um, you can call it being an idiot. Uh, I'll I'll refer to myself in nicer terms, at least for now. But I'm <laughs> I'm, I'm super stubborn. And uh, her last words to me last night before we went to bed, and I'm just kind of like laughing about it now. She's like, "Now, don't you go getting up early tomorrow? <laughs> you need to sleep." So and then and then she like gives me the laundry list of things that I typically do in the morning, and she calls uh, she calls me waking up at four to do shit rituals. She's like she's like now don't get up and do your damn rituals. Don't get up and read a book. Don't get up and run. Don't get up and ride your bike. Don't get up and and record a podcast. You need. Sleep. What am I doing right now? Just recording a damn podcast. Well, you know, you're also having a conversation with a friend who also does a shit job at going to sleep and staying asleep. And honey, we're learning. <laughs> right. I mean, we we started recording after 5 a.m. this morning, which means. I mean, that's a victory. Oh yeah. You know, we didn't make the call until 4:45 today. You know, yeah. usually we're recording our second version because the first one <laughs> we forgot our binders and. Um, yeah. We've just kind of gone so far off from the binders that we just have to bring ourselves back. We should burn the binders. No, no. They should just be filed away, <laughs> um, just in case. So I have a binder from like three years ago from one of, told you. one of my phys ed classes and it like still has information in it from that class, like that version of my phys ed class, which had, I had a sixth grade class, a seventh grade class and an eighth grade class. And one of the seventh graders actually, our softball team played against her team and she's now a freshman who was their starting catcher. But regardless, um, Oh, side note, our girls' softball team won the city championship yesterday. Hell yeah. 13-0. to <laughs> That's awesome. So, um, but anyway, this binder has information from, I don't know, three or four years ago. Okay. It's sitting in my basement like I'm going to use it. Right next to this binder is a milk crate full of old student work. Like I'm going to use it. Like it's gonna serve a purpose. Like why? Why do we do this? You know why? Why hold on to this sh- yeah, stuff? It's, it's it's wishful thinking. Um, it's it's when the movement hive pops off and becomes a million dollar idea, man. That's yeah, what, yeah. Like there's always in the back of your your mind just this this hope, I guess, for things that you know you don't want to let something go because you know maybe it's going to be super important one day um that's like i have like my thing is is notebooks i have probably like six notebooks i'm not throwing my notebooks away i got like 20 i'm, I'm notebooks. never throwing my notebooks away but like 
I'm terrible at taking good notes. I'm terrible at writing good things all at once. So I have started five different notebooks where I'm like, okay, all of these thoughts are going to go in this notebook. Oh, yeah, I've tried that all, before. Like, my gym ideas <laughs> are going to go in this one. And so then I started another notebook, maybe like... For your mediocre ideas? Late, No, late last year. And I, I think that I'm on to something here, but I haven't like... Uh, it hasn't fully played out yet, so I still may just be adding notebooks for no reason at all. But I did start a notebook where in the back of the notebook, I wrote letters. And those letters were uh, code for the subject of the entry. <laughs> now listen, hear me out. And so I could write a really shitty entry and then... I could transcribe it into one of the other notebooks. <laughs> so it's a notebook for my notebooks. <laughs> so it's your binder, pretty much. Yeah, yeah. It's and it's. Uh, I think it's a great idea still, but again, I haven't. I have yet to transcribe one entry into <laughs> another notebook. I so, always write the date in the back of them. Like it means something like because so I write the date in the back when I start that notebook. Yeah. And then I write the date on every page. Like why write the the date in the back of a notebook if you're just going to write it on the front of the notebook anyway, like or on every page of the notebook? It doesn't it makes literally no sense. Man, I, I have this this hope that one day when I die somebody's gonna find my collection of notebooks and just be so inspired by them and just like turn them into books yeah but you know. now like if I was to look at my my current collection of notebooks they would have the most difficult time trying to find anything cohesive to to put together out of any of those notebooks. The only thing cohesive in any of mine is that I would be on the struggle bus. You know, I drive that shit daily. And that um they'd be like, man, this guy's been becoming right for a long time. Getting my paper. Huh? Because I said you drive that thing right in front of my house while I'm getting my paper because I'm right under that damn bus. <laughs> uh, what I will say is that I have the most beautiful notebook. It has like this leather cover. Because one of my wife's friends, he does a lot of cool things. Like, he's mostly a contractor, kind of. That's not true. He's mostly a, uh, what did he call himself? I don't remember. He has a cool way to call it. But uh, he designs things yeah. and builds things. And he built this thing called Pingree. P-I-N-G-R-E-E, -E, where it's like a guitar, but a speaker. So instead, it like it has wood panels that vibrate the sound. So it has like a, it has like a, it fills a room kind of deal. It's, he had it on Kickstarter. He didn't get funded. Shitty Kickstarter. You yeah, fund everything, but. Kickstarter people. You know, but, uh, so when the notebook's full, I can take it out and then put a new one in. Nice. So, yeah, my wife got me one of those uh, a while back, and um, it's kind of one of those leather deals where you can like put inserts in, and 
I've found that the nicer the notebook, the um, the more caution I take with yeah. writing in it. Like, because I want to make sure that it's good shit. Yeah. Um, and not just, you know, early morning rambling. Like, it's it's got to be like something well thought out that I've been thinking about and stewing on for a few weeks before I put it in that notebook. Definitely. These, uh, covers are like a quarter inch thick so I just throw this in like with coffee stains there's all sorts of stuff I think the baby's like oh, I'll be right back um yeah notebooks they're important so sweet um trying to trying to tie together some of these themes here um so we talked about burning these binders and there's another guy who talks about burning things that I've been thinking about lately. And his name's Julian Pinot. He owns StrongFit, and he likes to burn questions. Um, I bring him up because uh, as my foot begins to heal, I'm starting to think about what training is going to look like. And and I kind of... It, it all relates to this Dead Man's Coffee Club. Like... At the end of the day, everything comes down to the Dead Man's Coffee Club. Everything. Everything. It's a way of life, guys. It's, it's, it's a way. A, it's a, a new religion. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> God. Get ready. And one of my notebooks is, is our religious text. Our, our plan for uh, world domination through the Dead Man's Coffee Club. Um, but anyway, I, <laughs> I've been thinking about how... Um, and this is... It, it all ties together, though, is that the the sorts of people who wake up at the booty crack of dawn um, and who don't sleep enough and who, right. like, keep adding shit to their plate without refilling their cup and that sort of thing are the same sort of people who will, like, run into a freaking wall over and over again with their training and... and I'm talking about myself here. Oh, right. um, I was going to say, you, you must, like, see a day in my life. Well, I also have drones that fly over Albany, Georgia, so, you know. Got it, got it. Yeah. Okay, that's what those were. Yeah, exactly. Um, you know, that's how we do things in the north. We, we, we put drones on shit. <laughs> and we just put a guy in a bush down here. <laughs> Report at the end of the day. But anyway, um, so this Julian guy, his, it's been really interesting to watch. And it, it really does all tie together, though, because the reason I even like care about what Julian has to say is because of a podcast that I don't care what they say anymore. Um, <laughs> barbell Shrugs. No, truly, I, I don't. 99% of the time, yeah. it's uh, not stop. enjoyable. Um, Two but, years ago. Yeah, exactly, and uh, we're actually coming up on two years here soon, but there, there's this guy who's cool. His name was Chris Moore. Like, check out this book, man. Look at that shit. Yes. Um, but Dude, I, I still need to get a copy of that. Yeah, I think they only have paperback now. That's fine. Um, but uh, anyway... Uh, he was a cool guy and he was really good at having conversations and building up stories and things like that and he and Julian were preparing for world domination yeah. of 
you know, just changing the conversation around strength and things like that. And since that time, Julian, with his like traveling circus, as he calls it, has been traveling the world, um, teaching movement and in a way that like addresses it's for performance, right? Like getting stronger is a thing, but doing so in a way where you can continue getting better and you don't end up hurting yourself. Right. And, and real quick, yeah, go for it. You know, on the, on the whole Chris Moore piece, um, for anyone who is unfamiliar with Chris, uh, he was a former football player and power lifter mm-hmm. and got up to 975 on the squad a, yeah like he was a strong fella but he was also really unhealthy um, and when he and Julian started their conversation um, like I think that's when I really started to see a lot of that change in Chris yeah uh, in terms of like just the habits that that he had a lot of them started to reflect uh, Julian's thoughts on movement and it really worked to uh, Chris's benefit oh my gosh yeah I mean what he was a he was a night owl right yeah and then yeah. he so he, the opposite of you and I yeah well but then he he moved to our style where yeah you know waking up early and breathing and coffee and and whatnot, but also I think his. In, I don't know, right? I I share there. I shared one message or one email with Chris, <laughs> um, but you know, uh, through conversations with people who are close with him, um, you know, it seemed like his his perspective was shifting, right? And yeah. training was not like the center of his world, right? He did the important yeah. things like the dishes and... <laughs> no, seriously, like the dishes no, and things I, like yeah, that. That absolutely right. Can go by the wayside if all you freaking care about is lifting a barbell. And then his yeah. training um, had more of the sandbags in it and the earlier renditions of Julian's thoughts on movement... Um, which we're talking about rotation at that point, but is he calls it torque now. And um, I don't know if you've ever played with some of that stuff, but you typically feel it's pretty good. Like, I, like even just this week, right? I'm, my foot's feeling pretty good, but I've been playing around with, um, I do kettlebell swings in the morning. I do 50 in a row. It doesn't really matter, but, like, that's what I've been trying to do most mornings because I can't walk or move as quickly as I like yet. And then after that, I've been all this week, I flip the kettlebell upside down and I grab it by the the body of it. And I try and create internal torque or, you know, squeezing in as I do just bicep curls, which sounds like a funny thing, but... um, and do them as many as I can until I have to put it down. And then, you know, or later in the week I was doing presses and then putting it down. And, man, it it's interesting. My shoulders have been feeling better. Like, and 
All of which to say, right? Um, as I prepare to return to movement, I'm preparing myself to, to be a little bit less dogmatic with it and dive into it in a like, I'm gonna do what feels good. And some days I won't train, but some days I'll do bicep curls because it feels good and it ha- can have benefits, right? And some days I'll pull a sled because that for sure has benefits. And like, I'll, I'll do things that feel good and that make my body feel good so that I can continue doing them. Right. And longevity. Like, that's and, something we, you and I have talked about for, right. you know, months is, is the, the notion of being able to do this stuff for a very long time and not necessarily even the movement aspect but the benefits of said movement like being able to be able you Mm -hmm. know being able to wake up and wash the dishes or to get from a to b or to lift a heavy thing that uh needs lifting in the house um whatever it might be that uh you know the what is what's the goal, right? Yeah. The, the goal is to be able to move well for a long time. Yep. And so, with that in mind, unless you or or, or myself want to be some like elite level athlete, which I have completely, uh, you know, put that dream aside. Um, you know what what else is there it's living a long happy functional life with my family it's being able to uh, be independent as an old man it is um, being able to be useful in situations on a daily basis and emergency situations when need be mm-hmm. um, the last thing I ever want to be is incapable Right. Uh, in terms of my abilities uh, physically. And um, so, like, I've, I've come to that same place uh, recently. Like, the last couple of times, and, and my, my ability to touch a barbell has um, kind of, or the, the opportunities that I've had to touch a barbell have, have dwindled to next to nothing over the last couple of months just because of my work demands and again like I was saying when we were talking about sleep um, man I just I would I would really just rather spend time with my wife and daughter well, uh, yeah. when I have when I have that opportunity right so until another opportunity presents itself to train outside of the house early in the morning you know for instance um, you know whenever I can allocate funds for that. Um, until then, I will train how I can when I can. Yeah. And the emphasis of that training is going to be, um, you know, what, like you said, what feels good and what is um, what's useful for me right now. Yeah. Uh, I have a. I, I got an atlas stone from. A uh, good friend of mine, uh, Sam at Smugs Fitness in Atlanta, and um, he just had the stone sitting in his backyard for a few years, and he's like, "I'm not using it." So, 
if you want it, just go pull up in my backyard and grab it. Like, okay, cool. And most times that I, I train, and I know some, like, elitists out there are just like, like they'll hear the term training and unless there's a, you know, a four-day split and percentages uh, involved, it's not training to them. I think what but, makes it training is having a purpose. Exactly, exactly. Like, what what is the purpose? The purpose isn't always to be elite level. The purpose is not always to be competitive. Um, I would like to be competitive if one day I can continue to compete then I would love that. But at the end of the day, my goal is not to uh, to be competitive. My goal is to be uh, functional and useful for a very long time. And so, um, so yeah, like, I completely lost track of... No, you're saying. good, man. It's um, uh, But being useful for a long time is mm-hmm. a goal. <laughs> and makes it training and not just exercising and with that right like you you said you've been adding running and biking and lately uh uh that you you don't we don't get to tell we don't get to tell life what happens next right so i don't know what the situation would be but potentially there's an emergency situation where we need to run more than a mile right well, guess what? For me, I'd be in a pickle. <laughs> I haven't run more than a mile in a while. Yeah. Right? Give me 100 yards, boy, I'll beat most people. But, like, uh, most average people, right? Yeah. But um, if, we don't, if we don't expose ourselves to a thing, then, right, then it becomes a, a hole in the game. And... I guess what kind of to circle back to burning the questions is that, um, you know, it's, it's easy to get locked into one thing, right? It's easy to like, what if this, what if that, whatever, whatever. But if for the rest of our lives, we are engaged in what I would call physical practice that has a goal of being more useful and has diverse um, implements and intensities and things of that nature. Well, my guess is we're going to be more useful, right? Um, I know I'm more useful now than I was 10 years ago, right? At 29, I'm stronger and more able than I was at 19. And I wasn't like incapable when I was 19, but I'm a hell of a lot stronger, a hell of a lot more useful, even with a broken, like a healing broken foot than I was then. And at 39, I, I think I'll be more useful. And maybe that looks like I have more a, a different skill set that helps me be more useful in addition to the movement or whatever. But it's there's no there's no set path to this thing. And if we allow ourselves to kind of burn these, these ideas, you okay, bugger? those sneezes or coughs or farts Um, if we allow ourselves to burn these ideas then we're able to just continually 
kind of remix them as Julian is doing and as Chris was doing yeah. at the time of his death, right? Yeah. Yeah, because I mean, I certainly there was there was a time where I would obsess over um, my training and uh, like I, I I was dead set on becoming super strong to the point where I had no room in my life for anything else. And this is as a married man, you right. know, like, so the conversations that I would have with my wife or the things that I would bring up to her or she's asking me, like, hey, what are you doing? All that shit had to do with training. Yeah. And that's just, like, that's not the man that I want to be. No, it's not super like, interesting. I, I, uh, yeah, like I don't, I don't want to be so fixated on that aspect of my life um, that I don't have room to grow and develop in others. And there's Layers. A, there's a there's a big, huge, wide world out there of information and thought uh, that I would love to explore. Um, that has nothing to do with my ability to lift a barbell or stone. I enjoy those things, um, but for me right now, it's it's a matter of, of kind of finding finding balance. Um, and so I got I think what I was getting at uh, a while back was I got this stone from a buddy of mine, and like you, like I I, I find it um, much more soothing in terms of training to. Uh, to move an object around versus performing sets and reps. Um, and I still do sets and reps, but um, the the manner in which you, you engage an Atlas stone is very different. And, you know, it's, it's, it's certainly not less technical, but it is more involved, I feel like, than... Um, you know, a, a four by eight of low back squats. Well, I guarantee that if the Atlas stone was of the right size or even a medicine ball or something like that, you could teach your daughter how to safely pick it up in less than 10 minutes. Yeah. Like, not just like you can do it once, but you can do it well forever. Well, yeah. I yeah. mean, and that's like, that's where some of this benefit to strongman type movements is, or one of them. Right, and that's yeah, what Logan will say is like you can yeah. add intensity to someone's movement practice easier with strongman implements than you can with a barbell because to do an Olympic lift well or even a power lift well, right? These become technical movements, right? Yeah. And um, some of the other things, maybe they're not as technical, but they're also like. The carryover is pretty, pretty huge, right? Like, you know, your daughter will eventually pick up something, right? And I saw her playing around with this uh, Atlas stone the other day. I have a video of our oldest picking up some medicine balls and putting it over a barbell, like a, like a, like a load, right? And um, it's useful, right? And there's a lot of people who don't know how to do that, and so like. I don't know. There's use to it too, right? Like almost immediate usefulness to it. Yeah. 
and anybody listening who like enjoys like the the technical lifting like we're not shitting on mm-hmm. uh technical lifting that's what beautiful we're, what we're really getting at is like when i look at kind of the scope of my life i look at how my life is playing out for me personally right what fits if your aspiration is to be a crossfit games athlete and that's just kind of something that suits your life right now go with god if you just passionately give a damn about um olympic weightlifting olympic lifting or the anatomy of you know squatting great there's room for you there's there's room at the table for all of this Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, I think it, it's all a part of the same conversation, but given uh, the individual, uh, it looks it looks different. It's for for us as humans, it's a matter of adaptation. If we're unwilling to adapt, we are going to fall by the wayside. Right. Um, so for me and for you. How are we adapting uh, in terms of training? How does that fit into our, our, our lives? For us right now, it can't fit in, you know, an hour and a half training session with, you know, primary movements, secondary movements, a shitload of assistance work. Um, but... And, and, and nor does that appeal to us right now. Right. Um, and so if we are going to still prioritize movement, uh, how can we do that in a way that seems a little bit more organic to uh, how you and I live right now? Exactly. And it comes by way of biking to work, taking a run so that I'm, I'm out of my house or lifting one or two times a week because I'm off and my wife needs time to work and my daughter is napping and I have nothing else to do. Exactly. Um, or lifting an atlas stone because I, I like it. Um, so the conversation is not to, um, you know, make anyone feel like, because like, we certainly don't have all of the answers um, but we're trying to find our personal answer mm-hmm. um, and just kind of fleshing that out and I hope that for anybody who's you know who's hearing this like again we're not shitting on uh, your passion uh, as long as you are allowing that thing to take part in your life and not take the whole of it yeah there's a there's a guy I'd like to Give a little shout out to for the moment. His name is Scott McGee. He is a police officer in Santa Monica, California. Okay. He also is one of the co-hosts for the Wildcast podcast and also runs like a solo deal called the Sisu Way. And for years now, he's been saying how even as like a like he, he has a physical job right like he's been on the SWAT team like physical job mm-hmm. his sometimes his training looks like a 20 minute 
whatever. Like he, he'll set the parameters of it, and I'll just yeah. attack it for twenty minutes because he has two. He has two sons, both under six. Um, that and, and so he'll do that thing for a given set of time, and then he's yeah. done. Right, and that helps. That fits his life. It fits his family. It fits his job. It fits. And it allows, and for a while I didn't quite understand it, but it makes sense, right? Like, if um, once a week, even, right, I was able to really attack some movements, whether that's a sled pull and a like sandbag carry or whatever the thing is, right, and just go bananas on it for a, a given amount of time. Right, that's going to have more benefits on my body and mindset than if I yeah. were to um, a lot an hour and a half every day. Yeah, that didn't that I don't have, that I didn't fit right and grind out barbell movements that I don't necessarily enjoy as much and you know, whatever, right? <clears throat> For me, there there might be more value in doing uh, a smaller a smaller dose with more intensity at this moment, right? A smaller dose yeah, with more yeah. intensity than doing these long sessions, right? That maybe don't fit right now, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. And that's not to say eventually it won't, but if it's if the goal is to be useful useful for a lifetime <clears throat> then I gotta make my shit align with that and right now what's useful is not to be in the gym for an hour and a half right because what's useful right now is literally my son is asleep on my chest as we're talking yep. and if I was in the garage right now well it's 100 feet from where I'm sitting it's a process for my wife to text me, to let me know that he's awake, to let me know that like she's my... you're probably, you know, upset because now that that time that you had training, that hour and a half that you might have said right. is 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 somehow compromised because now I have to change course. Or 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 it's just you know, it, it looks different, right? And right, right. you know, if you get a whatever. And again, these are not to make excuses, folks. Like, it's just to allow yourself, just like we need to allow ourselves to sleep. Anthony and I need to allow ourselves to sleep, right? Because those are the people I can speak for right now. (laughs) And I can't speak for Anthony, so I need to sleep, right? Yeah, I know I need to sleep. Just like that is something that needs to be properly aligned and whatnot, right? the way we work physical movement into our lives needs to properly align. For some people, it looks like kickboxing and or boxing. Some people it looks like dance. Some people it looks like parkour. Some people it looks like playing in the park with their kids. Like if you go bananas in the park with your kids for 30 minutes a day, I right. guarantee you'll be doing better than a lot of people in the world. Yeah. Right? A lot. Because to keep up with a little kid is is something, <laughs> right? Um, my kid can do the monkey bars better than anyone I've ever known, right? And so to yeah. like 
even as a physical person to stay up on the monkey bars as long as him like I have work to do right and right. so um, I don't know if that makes sense but no, I yeah, think absolutely. when and I think that's kind of to bring it back to the the purpose of this podcast is like to allow ourselves to let go and let go of some idea of that we thought we had to to fall into right like this idea that we have to wake up before four or we yeah. have to do these things or we have to train just this way or we have to you know listen to just these people or just this idea is right to be able to let go of that take what's useful and apply it to our own life yeah. right not only do you do something that probably feels better but you gain some actual wisdom there, right? Yeah. It's not just information on a page that you're following, like blindly following, but you're engaged with it in a different way. So hopefully we can evolve. Oh, yeah. You know, we can become better people by committing to a process that isn't just because at the, if every day I wake up at four, regardless of how much I sleep, right, which I'm an idiot. So I do that. I'm, just, I'm working on it, right? Right. Then at 8, 30, 9 o'clock when I'm dozing off and the boys are running amok and, like, I'm not being helpful or useful, well, shit, like, what's the purpose of me waking up that early? Right. 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 If I can't be a present good dad when they're going bananas, as they've been doing the last few nights then maybe my shit's not aligned right and it's okay and I gotta make adjustments. Yeah. You know? Oh, yeah. Yeah. Alright, so we are at 55 minutes. Any thoughts? Do you want to keep rolling? Do you want to start shutting it down? No, I I think, honestly, I think you, uh, you kind of rolled it up and and sealed the deal with that last stage. (laughs) Um, no, seriously, that was uh, that was really good. I'm I'm still kind of chewing on that, but um, yeah, like this this whole thing. I mean, we've got a lifetime. Hopefully, you know, if we don't screw it up, uh, we have a we've got a lifetime to develop habits and burn old habits and you know adjust our training and our eating and our sleep and our our practices um and it's a matter of what takes priority Uh, it's a matter of uh the scope of your life as an individual um you know looking at your life as being unique and making sure that everything that you do uh, aligns with uh, just kind of where you are in this season. So, yeah, I think that's that's very important in terms of of sleeping and practices and uh, you know, physical practice training. Um, you know, make make all of this work for you. Make um, make your time worthwhile so that you can do this for a while. Right, because wouldn't it be cool to be 80 years old and still evolving? Yeah, 
Yeah. Not just so set in your ways that you have to do this thing at that time. Otherwise, we all gonna die. On the flip side, bummed because you've wrecked your body, for instance, at the tender age of 30 or 40, and now you can't do that same shit. You're just living to reflect on your your 20s. Your glory days. Yeah. I want my whole life to be my glory days. That's exactly, you know, I think I brought this up last week or maybe the week before. My wife uh, is brilliant, and she and I were talking once, and she, she said, you know, why is it that we put such an emphasis on living our best lives in our 20s and 30s as if the rest of our life is just useless. Um, and, you know, that's, that's kind of the, uh, the culture we've created that we just have to, um, to throw aside for new thoughts and new ideas. You know, in, in America, you work yourself to the bone in your prime so that you can quote unquote enjoy your you know uh, your your 50s and 60s but I have seen people in their 50s and 60s who cannot get around Mm -hmm. who've, who've worked who have gotten hella good retirement and who are not functional to me I don't see much enjoyment in being able to have stuff and not be able to utilize it yeah because I've wrecked my body um so how can we do all this stuff how can we be useful now and useful in 20 30 years Um, and that that should be that should be the conversation that you have with yourself um you know how are you adapting how are you changing how are you evolving on a daily basis to suit where you are currently for the sake of your future um far 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 future um so yeah like that's that's what it's all about folks all right Thank you for listening to Thank you guys. the Dead Man's Coffee Club. Please send us your negative feedback. We're trying to get better. <laughs> yeah, um, we we just got we just got a, a message about uh, about our podcast from a listener, uh, which makes five listeners. Hey. Um, look at us! Uh, but it was it was very helpful. So if, if you guys have any feedback for us, uh, we'd love to hear it. The show. All right, people. Have a beautiful day. Anthony, as always, thank you, sir. Yes, sir.